The Burt Show. I'm Burt from The Burt Show. Thank you, Atlanta, for waking up with us every morning and making Q99.7 the official number one hit music station in Atlanta. Spotlight on Kristen. I tend to believe the best in people, and that sometimes gets me in trouble. Bert, Kristen, Mo, and Abby on The Bert Show. What's the saying that uh, if you continue to do the same things, expecting different results, that's the definition of crazy or something like that? Insanity. I am the face of insanity, so. And and that's why you're going to see this therapist. You credit that to Albert Einstein. Uh, who was it? Leonardo no. DiCaprio? No, you heard it. It's Mark Twain, Mark but Twain. it's Albert Einstein. <laughs> Shout out Mark Twain, you genius. I thought it was Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so I- I'm back in therapy, which is a new thing considering my last one ghosted me. So this is, you know, the longest relationship I've ever had. Shout Congratulations. Out. Yeah, shout out Amy. <laughs> Love you, girl. And we're approaching therapy a little bit differently in the past and not just in the sense that uh, both of us are actually showing up. We're actually taking a different approach in terms of the things that I'm going to be focusing on in 2024. And so I'm really glad that I've, I kicked it off before the new year going to therapy and stuff, because now I feel like I'm entering this year with a game plan. Mm -hmm. And there really is such good energy surrounding 2024 because it started on a Monday. And to me, that's just really satisfying in the sense that I just feel like this is this, this is a fresh start for everybody. I feel like 2024, we're pressing the reset button on life. And when I was in therapy over break, you know, I was talking to to her about all these different things I was going through. And I kind of started doing what I typically do in therapy. And it's, I like to keep things right here, right above the surface level, just kind of talking about what's going on in my life. And then of course she starts digging and I'm like, stop doing your job. That's uncomfortable. And I I had, you know, talked to her about my nose job journey. I had confessed to her. She was one of the first people I told. I was like, I'm getting a nose job. And she was like, wow, that's great. How you feeling about that? And so we talked about it for a little bit, but then she was like, I'm noticing a pattern in your life. And she's like, indulge me because you're paying me to indulge me. And let's, let's go down a a mental journey of what, of what you have done in the past pattern wise with your life. Oh, look at you breaking the surface. And I was like, uh, uh-uh, let's not do that. I don't like to feel my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> do you turn your therapy sessions into musicals? No, God, that's just like my internal monologue. <laughs> Where I'm like, can't you just prescribe me some Xanax and call it a day? Like, why do we have to do the mental heavy lifting? Like, I'm not built for that. So we, we started talking about the last year of my life. And she said, I've noticed a pattern with you with, um, you know, anytime you notice something about your life that you want to change, you go out into the world and you make that change. She was like, you wanted to get out of your hometown. You applied for a job out of your hometown and you moved to Atlanta. And I was like, I did that confirmed. What else? And she was like, well, you noticed that you were a little lonely in Atlanta. So you started a girl group to go out and do things. You went out into the world and you formed a girl group to go out and do things. That was an external change that you made. And I was like, confirmed. That's something I also did. And she said, 
you noticed you didn't like your appearance, you didn't like your nose, you went out into the world externally and got a nose job. And I said, where are we going with this? And she said... You're like, too many compliments. <laughs> I know this is a trap. <laughs> I was like, I know, I'm such a high achiever. Like, what else? <laughs> and she goes, well, have you thought... And hear me out. Have you thought about doing any internal work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does that bother you? And I, and I was like, ouch. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> and she was like, you know, it's, it's, it's a, she said, this is a good thing that, you know, you don't sit back and just let, let life happen to you, but really <laughs> think about the relationship that you have with yourself and how can we change that? And she got me to say something that I have never uttered to another human before. I told her through a lot of tears because again, she made me feel feelings that I didn't want to feel. I told her, I was like, I think I have a bad relationship with myself and with the outside world because I think deep down I have a fear that I might be a shallow person. And I kind of looked at her and I kind of started sobbing and sniffling. And she, of course, gave me, you know, all the kind reasons as to why she doesn't believe I'm a shallow person. And so she's like, I think for the next year, we need to focus on you rebuilding your self-worth so that you don't have thoughts like that. Because here's all the reasons why I don't think you are that. But you need to believe that. And you have to do <laughs> the work, the mental lift to really change that belief about yourself so that you don't have to go out into the world and make changes. You can just feel differently within. Um, I'm curious because I'm, I'm always about like the why. So you said you've, you're concerned you've, you come like you're a shallow person. Why did you feel that way about yourself? <sighs> I want to keep things here. Above <laughs> level. Um, I, I think for that reason, exactly. I think I don't like, I think for a very, very, very long time, I have suppressed a lot of my emotions and a lot of myself. And I think because I've done a lot of suppressing, a lot of who I really am has gotten lost. And it's not I, lost. It's just, it's just shoved down. And yeah. so, because I, I don't know that it's there anymore and I haven't seen a lot of myself recently that I think the the suppression has come off as shallowness. Okay. And as far as shallow emotionally? Shallow emotionally. I wonder if sometimes the things that I say, like getting a nose job, like that felt like a very shallow thing for me to do. Mm. And I'm like, am I a shallow, vapid person? Mm. I don't th I, I, okay. I got uh, so many thoughts. <laughs> all over my head. First of all, this confirms... Your therapist confirmed what your goal was really for this year because you said you wanted to be bold. Mm -hmm. You're already bold. <laughs> um, you're a, you live life boldly, right? And the second thing that I've always sort of said but really have lived uh, over the and understand now, especially over the course of the last six months, is that you can put off shoving your authenticity to the side for just so long, right? You can do it for a week. You can do it for a month. You can do it for a year. You can do it for five years. At some point or another, you are going to come back to your authentic self, mm. right? So why waste time? Well, I think a lot of the reasons that I've shoved is I think maybe in the back of my head, I had a lot of self-doubt in the terms of like, what if she's not a good person? Or what if she isn't good enough? Or what if she is somehow in some way just not, not it? So I think a lot of times my representative shows up and maybe not the person that I've kind of gone like this to. Yeah. May, may I point out that if you are concerned about being a shallow person, more than likely, 
you are not a shallow person because I don't <laughs> think many shallow people even recognize that in themselves. So the fact that you even consider that, I think negates the fact that you are shallow. Yeah. So we're going to be doing a lot of excavating. We're going to see if that <laughs> shovel hits hits some dirt or like a hard rock and we're going to see how deep we can go. <laughs> Get it. The Bird Show. All right, we are about to start texting for and with Kelsey, who got kissed by a stranger on New Year's Eve into New Year's. Not a stranger anymore because she did a little dig and knows who he is. Oh, I'm Okay, sure. oh. wants to reach out to the stranger. <laughs> I was with you. <laughs> what? what are you thinking? I thought there was more than kissing that happened. And I was like, dang, girl, get it, get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I don't know. Let's find out from Kelsey. Hey, Kelsey. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Okay, set the tone for us. It is New Year's Eve. The clock is counting down to New Year's. Where are you and what happens? So I'm at a friend's party and it's really packed. There are a ton of people and it seems like like all my friends are coupled up with other people, boyfriends and girlfriends and everybody's together. So this guy comes up to me and he asked me who I'm with. And I said, well, I mean, I'm with like just by myself. Like I came with, you know, have a lot of friends here. And he said, well, I mean, are you with a date? And I said, no. And he said, well, what does that mean? Like, who are you going to kiss at New Year's? And I said, well, I guess I'm not, you know, obviously. And so much to my surprise at New Year's, he's standing behind me and he asked me if he could kiss me. And you, of course, said, no, I'm not that kind of girl. <laughs> and without consent, he threw one at you anyway. No, stop it. He did not. <laughs> That's a narrative right there. You, and I don't like it. You, of course, obliged and consented. And he gave you a glorious New Year's Eve kiss. It was. It was respectful. It wasn't, you know, it would have been awkward because, like, I didn't even know his name at this point. So it was uh, It was a nice kiss. It was really sweet what? and thoughtful. Kelsey, what does a nice, thoughtful, respectful, sweet kiss, how long does that last? It lasts a few seconds, but it's closed mouth because well, we yeah. were strangers. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And there was a bug, a stomach bug going around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it was a gentle, welcoming, hey, it's New Year's Eve, it's New Year's, I don't want to threaten you kind of kiss, but look, this is kind yeah. of mandatory. We all love a nice, non-threatening <laughs> kiss for New Year's Eve. Um, okay, so the kiss happens, what happens post-kiss? So post kiss, he kind of like disappears again, and um, yeah, I don't really get to spend any time with him. So of course, I've been thinking about him and um, and, and stalking him, <laughs> trying to figure <laughs> out who he is. It's so romantic. Just right now, a little information. Um, yeah, so found out we have some mutual friends, and one of them had his phone number. <laughs> See, for wow. one man stalking is another woman's research. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Right? It's mm-hmm. intel. All right, so there's literally no, there's hardly any conversation at all. You know nothing about this dude except maybe his name because your friends told nothing about him except he, he planted a thoughtful, sensitive kiss on you. 
Kind. Respectful. Kind. Kind, respectful. Yeah. And then disappeared. <laughs> he sniped you with a New Year's kiss, then took off. See, I was too respectful. My tact out would have been totally different. I would have gone, because if I'm not going to see, I don't know who you are. I'm probably not going to see you again. I'm going straight sexy. Slappy? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of that. <laughs> there was nothing sexy about that. Cassie just kissed her uvula. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but he goes in with a sensitive, thoughtful kiss. Okay, kind kiss. All right, so he's obviously on your mind. You call a couple of friends, and you find out who this guy is. He has no idea. Um, that you're going to be texting. You've had no interaction with him at all. Well, just when he initiated the conversation and then just the kiss, yeah. And, and you're you're certain that he wasn't, like, stupid intoxicated? Like, he would remember this interaction? I think so. He didn't seem really wasted to me or anything. Okay. Okay. I feel like a really wasted person would have gone for the sloppy kiss. I agree. True. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. I was thinking that. All right. So then if he's like somewhat sober, you're going to remember the person you kiss at midnight on New sure. Year's, right? Of course. And he went back looking for her. So he did his yes. recon okay. and then notices that she's still alone and then he goes back in. So he was interested. He'll remember but this. But then why did he take off yeah. after? Mystery. He got nervous. He, like, kissed her, then took off, didn't leave a number, nothing. Cinderella did this. It worked out just fine for her. <laughs> leave a little mystery. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fairy tale. Um, yeah. He's like, I got a size 13 New Balance. What do I do? All right, Kelsey, give us a couple of seconds here. When we come back, we will start texting this mysterious man to see if he is interested in more than just a kind kiss, Okay. Okay. All right, Bert Show texting tutor coming up next. Get it. The Bert Show. All right, so we are about to start texting a complete rando, actually, for Kelsey. Uh, They were at a New Year's Eve party with a whole bunch of friends. She was single. Some dude comes up to her uh, and says, hey, uh, are you here alone? She says, yes. He disappears right before midnight. Dude finds her again and says, hey, it's midnight. Is it okay if I kiss you? She says, oh, hell yeah. Bring it in, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) The narrative is obeyed. Is that not how she told it? She she decided her resolution was to be more forthcoming. Aggressive. More aggressive, yes. And he's like, whoa, slow it down, sister. But he ends up giving her a thoughtful, kind Respectful. Respectful. Consenting kiss. Which is not what she wanted, that kind of kiss, but that's the one she got. (laughs) So she finds out through um, various friends who this dude is and wants to text him. And what is our goal here? A date. Is it a date? Right. It's a date, Kelsey. You want to go on a date with this dude and get to know him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else would be the goal? Uh True love. Tell him you got herpes. But no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to let you know. It's only a cold sore. I think that's what we lead with. Hey, is this John? Yeah, no. it sure is. You kiss me at midnight. Just want to let you know you got the herpes. No, stop. That's not how we're starting the new year. Also, I'm pregnant. Yes. <laughs> it is definitely yours. <laughs> All right. So as far as he knows, he is never going to see you again. Never had any idea you would actually track him down. So that's we have to address that in the first text. No, I think we play this so cool and so simple. I think we text him and go, hey, this is your New Year's Eve kiss. 
I would love to go out on a date. You're going right in. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. why, why are we, we going to pussyfoot around? Okay. I'm not mad at it. Okay. Yeah, let's pussyfoot. <laughs> You got some water over there? <laughs> <laughs> I got nervous. I was like, can I say pussy even though you're just, just, just said it. Right. <laughs> I got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, sorry, my nose told me to say that. <laughs> All right. So, do we need to address how he got the number? Because if they didn't exchange any info, she clearly tracked him down via some friends and got the number. But then, then just say, hey, point. this is your midnight New Year's Eve kiss. Um, got your number from I, Chuck. Got got your number from blank. Let's go play tonsil hockey. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to know if you wanted to go on a date. Wanted to know if you wanted to go on a date. Should there be some kind of compliment in there? Like, I don't know. I haven't stopped thinking about yeah, your no, supple no, nah, Don't do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Now Keep I cool. just got to know what's going on below the belt. <laughs> well, that wouldn't hurt. <laughs> We're totally kidding, Kelsey. All right, Kelsey, this is, are you ready to text? Does he know your, and yeah. does he know your name? Oh, and then at the end we could be like, um, oh, this is Kelsey, by the way. Or a nickname, uh, like WAP. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. WAP. Kelsey, I am so sorry. I really, really uh, am, am sorry. All right, so we're going straight forward here, Kristen says. You like that? Let's do it. Okay. <clears throat> hey, comma. Do, we, we know his name, though, right? Yeah, his name is John. Hey, comma, John, exclamation point, or no? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hey, comma, John, exclamation point. This is your midnight kiss from New Year's Eve, but don't type out New Year's Eve. Just put NYE. Okay. I got your number from blank, insert the person who gave you the digits. Okay. Would you like to go out sometime? Question yep. mark. It's pretty straightforward. And then at the end, put O, comma, BTW. This is Kelsey. Do we need to clarify her identity twice? Because if she's like, I was your midnight kiss. But he doesn't know her name. Yeah, I'd I, I say play it safe here. Oh, okay. So he doesn't panic. What if we did, this is your new your midnight kiss from New Year's, a.k.a. Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like oh, that. Yeah. I like that. Do that instead. Okay. Because doesn't that make sense just to Remember? put it all like right there? Yeah. yeah. I'm it with does. It. I like it. Okay, I got it. All right, I sent it. So when he receives that text, it goes one of two ways. He either goes, oh, or, oh, or the third way. Hey, Kelsey, this is Trisha, a.k.a. John's wife. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's why he ran. Yeah. Ran home to his wife and kids. <laughs> oh, I just got a text back. That was quick. That was fast. He said, hey, you, how are you? Ooh. That's good. Hey, you. He didn't answer the question. Yeah. How are you? Uh-oh. That's what he responded with? I don't think that's bad. Hey, you. Hey, you. Oh, he's bad. He could have said his, her name like, hey, Kelsey. He's excited, though, right? No. No, he's, he's not. not? I, I, I don't hey, know yet. you. Hey, I'm not so much mad at the you part as I am that he didn't answer the question. Yeah. Is it an exclamation point after you? Uh, Yeah. Okay. That's um, good. Right? And he did respond back quickly. So I feel like if he was like, oh, crap. All right. He would have just put it off. So we like to match energy when we're texting here. So how about you respond... I'm great. And you? Question mark? Okay. I'd be better if you would answer my question. I know. Thanks. I would appreciate a text that said, I'm great. How are you? And then literally writing the words, small talk, small talk, small talk. How about we go out and have a drink? <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> that would get my attention. For sure. 
But she can't ask again because then she's desperate. She already asked once. I'm not yeah. asking twice. Yeah, I wouldn't you, either. you can't ask again after that. Like no. it's the ball's in his court now. Yeah. You know, guys are clueless. How many times have we done this with dudes? How can you be clueless? Read the Dude. text. Just read. Hey, you. Hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> like a woman, not a clueless guy. Hmm. He said. Um, he texted back. He said, "Good." Um, new year going okay. Mm. I would just, I would just say great to hear and then bounce. Yeah. And go what? To combo. You have too much pride, Kelsey. We have pride. You're just going to end this right here? Yes. Yeah. I'm, if, I'm if, with him. If he wanted to, he would. Like we literally, yes. we literally spelled it out. We served it to him on a platter, steaming hot. Yes. She did all the recons. She got the numbers. She reached out. She asked. And if this, if he's not going to engage, then... He's a dumbass, and clearly his New Year's resolution <laughs> should be better to right. not let you go. If he was excited about the date, he would he would answer that question. All right, Kelsey. Yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna save some face here. Okay, we y'all got, are being tough, man. Well, no, we're not. We're being reasonable. No, I'm sorry. We're having standards. How Ooh. about just a quick circle back? Going, love to hear about it over drinks. That's it. N- no, you know what? Whose decision it should be? It should be Kelsey's decision. But the girls right. in the room vote. What would you do? And Mo. No. Well, no. I mean, if I mean for me, like as oh. a woman in this situation asking, I would say, hell no, I'm not asking twice. Yeah, I'm not asking twice either. either. All right, so Kelsey, we have one or two options here. We can respond back with like, glad it's going okay and just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Or what you said. Um, would love to hear about it. How about drinks? That's it. Would well, love to hear about it over drinks. Me, he's asking me like, new year going okay? Like question mark. Oh. 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 Changes got things. it. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. New year going okay. He <sighs> really might so, just be clueless. You're probably right. What if we just say so far so good? Smiley face. He's just gonna keep small talking. Right. <laughs> Mo, how okay. would you feel if a girl asked you twice out for drinks? Like, what would you do if you were him in this situation and you didn't actually want to go out for drinks? Would you just not answer her question or would you shoot her down? If I really didn't want to go, I probably would have not answered but mm. if if I was trying to be nice about it I would do exactly what he's doing and then mm-hmm. the second ask would force you to answer it. All right, let's force his hand. Let's respond back. Um so far and so then, good. Period. Okay. Would you like to grab drinks? I always say would you like to grab a bev? That's what I always say, which I think could imply coffee and or an alcoholic beverage. Ooh, okay. I like that. Mm. Want to grab a bev? That's good. And it's like cute. Like, yeah. yeah. A bev? I'm a girl. I dig it. He's going to go, who's bev? <laughs> <laughs> Why would I grab her? <laughs> In this economy? <laughs> All right. So read it back, Kelsey. Okay. Um, so far, so good. Period. Would you like to grab a bev? Yeah. Question mark. Send. Hey, team. We ain't asking again. No, facts. That's it. Please, go on a date with me, please. <laughs> okay. We'll Three strikes and it. you're pathetic. We're not doing that. <laughs> we should just really full... Yeah, it says. Okay. Um, I'm nervous. I mean, seriously, think about it. You figured out who he is. You got his mm-hmm. number. You asked. We've asked twice. Like, if he... Like, Kelsey, if he doesn't bite on this then yeah. he's not interested. And we just have to like, mm-hmm. right. we got to accept it. There's no miscommunication here. You said it twice yeah, now. But I am so proud of you for putting yourself out there. Like this is. Thank you. Yeah, I really am. But. This is boss energy and I like it. Now I'm like second guessing. Like, yeah. oh. You shouldn't second nope, guess. He, he found you and kissed you at midnight on New Year's. I'm sorry. That means something. 
that that has meaning to it. Not a lot, but a little. Yeah. Yeah, he did make me feel special, but now I feel uh, scared. Like, you can't kiss someone on at midnight on New Year's Eve unless you know it's going to be platonic, like you've prearranged. It's like the equivalent of taking someone out on a date on Valentine's Day. Like, it just means something a little bit different. <laughs> I don't agree with that. You don't think so? You know how many people have kissed at midnight yeah. on New Year's Eve and it meant nothing? Yeah, not <laughs> it's like some agree? rando and you're at a, whole, a party with a whole bunch of And he comes couples. back and finds you? Yeah, it's not special. Come it's just on. like, I'd rather, a, I'd rather like kiss you than a wall or this something. This is yeah. a <laughs> feels like to me. Yeah. Like, I got to put my lips on something else <laughs> yeah. and I don't want to kiss the dog, so can yeah. I kiss you? Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather kiss a champagne glass than another human I wasn't interested in. I completely, I've said no so many times on New Year's Eve. Like, guys will come up to me like, oh my God, you want to kiss in five seconds? And I'll, I'm like, no. Oh, I always said yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, Man, I, I was just afraid of the mouth herp. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> I was in a car that was broken down. The guy in the car was like, well, and I was like, all right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you kissed a stranger in a Why were you? He wasn't a stranger. It was he her was Uber a Uber driver. In a car. <laughs> no, it wasn't an Uber driver. My friend's car, and it broke down, and we were stuck, and it was midnight. Tobias is like, you want it? And I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> you remembered his name? Tobias. Yes, I Whoa. do. Uh huh. It's a New Year's Eve I will never forget. Man, he was very aggressive with the tarot. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, memories. Anything? Yeah, I did. Um, okay, he said, good to hear. I would, but full disclosure with a capital S, um, I have a situation I need to end first. Uh, oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. Um, I appreciate that. Uh-huh. What are you right? Cool. Cool. You let me know. Got it. Yep. Okay. How about we say appreciate the honesty, period. Let me know if anything changes. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Okay. That's it. You shot your shot. Mm-hmm. Dude shouldn't be kissing people on New Year's Eve if he's got a situation no. anyway. Facts. You really think he has a situation? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Doesn't Bart, much matter. Bart, do you think he's got a situation? All right. So, Kelsey, just say appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Let me know if anything changes. But you should be proud of yourself. You should. Way. Right. I was going to say that also. Like, you shot mm-hmm. your shot in there. Yes. You know what? There's no shame in that whatsoever. None. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Okay. Yeah. I feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Whether he's lying or not, at least. At yeah. least I tried. Yep. All right, Kelsey. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. You Keep guys. this energy, Happy Kelsey, in 2024, girl. It was worth a try, and we got to be bold, and it's going to be a great year. Thank That's you right. so much. Boom. Bye-bye. If you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or anniversary, may I recommend an Atlanta United match? So my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So, of course, we decided to go to a match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match and I got to enjoy delicious wine and I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt. (laughs) And kudos to Atlanta's fan base because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match, it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United gear. Visit atlutd.com for tickets and also for the match schedule. That's atlutd.com. Are you looking for excitement? 
in Atlanta. Well, you got it right down the street at Mercedes-Benz. That's where Atlanta United plays. And I've been telling you for years, it's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event, and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard, Atlanta United. Just give it one try, Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com. Get it. The Bird Show. We're going to get Sierra on here in just one second. She needs some accountability. Her New Year's resolution is being tested this weekend, and she knows it, and she wants to be held accountable publicly. We will give her that help here in just one second. Look, for those of you that are going through a tough co-parenting situation, I share this story to let you know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. You're going to give people hope. I want to give you guys a little bit of hope because I know these things are tough, man. Um, my ex-wife and I have been divorced now for, shoot, I don't even know, eight years maybe? Eight and a half? Something like that? Why are you looking at us? Right. Like, wow. no. <laughs> I just got here. <laughs> I don't even know. Eight years, three months, and 42 days. <laughs> so many breakups, I just can't put them all together. Um, so like eight, yeah, something like that. Um, and... For those of you that are going through a tough co-parenting situation, there are so many peaks and valleys when you're trying to co-parent that the one thing I am really proud of with my ex-wife and I is that we have always maintained, even in the times when we didn't like each other very much, that we have always maintained that we were going to keep it healthy for the kids. Mm -hmm. I can tell you from my point uh, of view, I I have never said a bad word about uh, their mother. And we have always really tried very, very hard to make sure that the kids were first, even when we didn't like each other, man. And I understand what you guys are going through. Here's what I'm getting to now is here we are now, whatever it was, eight, eight and a half years later. And we're at a point now, me and my ex-wife, where we're friends again. It can actually happen so much so that she got a new job and she is also leaving this weekend to take uh, our eldest to um, back to SCAD and she didn't have a place to um, take the dogs. So I'm going to start fostering her dogs now. So well, you're not fostering your dog sitting because fostering is like when somebody fosters a dog it's because they're going to give it away to somebody else. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So when she goes, she's with her new job, she's going to be traveling quite a bit. Yes. So I'll probably be babysitting, dog sitting, whatever you want to call them, like every couple of weeks, Um, which is really, it's a win-win all the way around. Because you you get a dog, but you don't get a dog. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It is. Um, But just the fact that we're now at a place where she can ask, I was so stoked that she got this new job also because she's been busting her ass um, to get a new job. Um, And the fact that we're at a place now where she can ask and I'm totally open to it is we are in just such a good place. And it hasn't always been like that. So I want you guys to know that if you're fresh off of a divorce or you're going through these peaks and valleys, that it's not always going to be that way. The valley is not always going to be that way, at least in my experience. 
it doesn't have to be that way. And the most important thing you can do, I think, is be healthy for your kids. And sometimes I understand when I get your DMs and stuff, like you want to engage in a healthy relationship, but the other person's being an a-hole. I don't really know how to address that um, because I think Stacy and I were equal a-holes to each other, <laughs> but always put that aside for the kids. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is it can get better if both people are willing. And I hope that for you and I hope that for your kids. Um, you got divorced in 2015. So it's been nine years. That's right. Years. That was that real crap year, man. That, yeah. Woo! That was the worst. It's been nine years. So it'll be 10 years next year. All right. Time for Sheila. <laughs> what are you doing about that? Maybe we should, we can have an anniversary divorce <laughs> dinner or something. I Actually, you know, she got this new job, and the first thing I said to her is, you know what? I want to take you out to dinner and celebrate. Aww. So awesome. Yeah, wow. th- things are going really well. Good. So it's there. Guys. It's there. You can get there. I promise you. It just takes nine years. It, just, <laughs> it might take a decade. And again, it always hasn't been bad, and it always yeah. hasn't been great, but these peaks and valleys, man, when you're in the valleys, I understand where you guys are coming from, that you think you're not going to get out of it, and... And I just want to give you a little hope that it is real possible to climb out of that and have a healthy co-parenting relationship. I hope that Beautiful helps. thing. Mm-hmm. All right, Sierra needs some help here. She wants accountability. She made a New Year's resolution. She wants to stick to it. She wants to be strong, but she wants public accountability. What's going on, Sierra? Hi. Good morning. Hey. Um, yeah, I, I need some help. Basically, my ex-boyfriend and I broke up around this time last year. Um, I had a really, really difficult time getting over him. Um, to be honest, I've been really weak and I've let him, you know, walk all over me and use me repeatedly. And a couple of times after the breakup, you know, he'd call me, he'd say he wanted to talk. I'd go to his place and not much talking about us would ever happen. You know, we'd end up hooking up. Um, he'd be nice for about a day or so and then he'd, ghost me for several days or he would text me and tell me that, you know, it was a mistake and we're not getting back together. So after a few times of that, I started to realize that, you know, any encounter with him would basically just be a hookup and nothing more. And every time I'm around him, he, my emotions would just get, you know, the best of my, my judgment and we just hook up. And every time it seems, like, I feel like the breakup is fresh again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's happened like six times. I'm not proud of that. Um, the last time was around Thanksgiving. Um, I haven't seen him since, but we still have the same friend group, so that's tough. Um, so I'll see him this week at a friend's house. And I decided my New Year's resolution is to finally, finally get over him and definitely not hook up with him ever again. And I really need some advice about how to get over him, but more urgently, like how to keep myself from hooking up with him because I just get sucked back in. Sure. Okay. There are two, there are two superficial things right off the bat. First of all, when's the last time you shaved your legs? (laughs) A week ago. Okay, good. Good. Don't touch them. (laughs) Don't touch them and take all the collagen. And so your hair will grow on your legs for this weekend, all right? And the second thing is, do you have, like, your period panties around? 
<clears throat> yeah, of course. The really naughty ones, the nasty ones that you only wear during that. <laughs> you you wear those this weekend when you're at that party. So it is, you're not feeling sexy. And even if he wants to, there is no way, no way. Those are the two superficial things. I'll leave it to these guys to do something deeper. <laughs> that, that trick never works okay. because the second you stop shaving your legs, that's when your ex co- starts coming in hot. That's when they really start turning on the charm. It's like they can sense it. They're like, ooh, I can smell the period panties from here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they're like, we're really hooking up tonight. No, no, no. What you have to do when you're getting over somebody, you start to idealize the best parts of that relationship. And all of a sudden, it can be very, very easy to just picture the best parts of what it was like to be with him. So it seems like, oh, God, of course we should get back together. Of course we should hook up. So what I want you to do before you see him again is I want you to journal at least three different examples of when he made you feel like absolute garbage. Solid. You need to remember the lowest of the lows, because if you just keep thinking about how much you miss him, you're going to be thinking about all of the great parts of that relationship. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure that there were, but you also have to remember the bad parts so that you don't fall into the trap of thinking that you didn't dodge a bullet with this guy. And then after you write those, you stuff them into your period panties (laughs) when you go to the party. So that's double protection. It's it's odd because um, we're, we're kind of in the same lane here. Not quite. I, I had a similar idea as writing down on little slivers of paper all the crap he did to you and put them in your pocket. And while you're at this party, throughout the party, pull out one of these little slips of paper, read it, be reminded of the D-bag he is, go and throw it away. So throughout the party, you have these reminders of why you are not with him and why you have no business hooking up oh, with him. Oh, that's good. Hey, CR, what are you reading? What's that note you've got there? Can I see it? <laughs> you're just going to, you know, you broke the seal. You're in the bathroom a lot. <laughs> I'm afraid by that, like, 11th piece of paper, she's going to be throwing punches at this dude. He's going to have no idea where it even came from. I, I think all of those are great. And I got a, a friend who's going through a similar situation, and he reached out to me for help. And he told me he wanted me to be his lean guy. So I think in those lonely times when you feel like you're about to make those bad decisions, it's good to have somebody that you can call and lean on. And he also did this to himself. He told me that he would give me $250 of his own money anytime he saw her. And he would be honest about it. And he would have to pay me that money. And he's not paid me. So it has worked so far. Damn. I like this idea of having like an accountability buddy also, which you see out in bars and clubs all the time anyway. When you want to hook up with a dude, there's always one girl pulling you away from him. You can't. You can't go! You can't go! So this is what you need at this party. All right, so, so so she doesn't get busted, and so we leave no evidence behind, so somebody doesn't find a slip of paper <laughs> with her having written something horrible about him. What if you enlist a friend, you give her a list of things, and throughout the party, she has to text you, like, every 30 minutes, every 45 minutes, with something bad he did. That way, you're just picking up your phone and reading a text, and it's, like, constantly, like, stuff he did. You don't even have to have a friend text you. You can just set calendar reminders to pop up mm. or timers or alarms and just label it the thing he did. So every so often you'll get a calendar reminder that's like, hey, remember that time he did X, Y, and Z? And then you can just delete it. No paper trail. Taking care these of these are good. Oh, I was just gonna say, put it in your notes app. I feel like these are all opportunities for some for your phone to buzz and someone picks it up and they're like, "What do you mean he cheated on you with your best friend? <laughs> <laughs> Who are we talking about?" All right, plenty of ideas there, Sierra. Plenty. <laughs> if you come back here on Monday and you said, "Dang it, I messed up and I slept with him," this is totally and completely on you. <laughs> I, I really hope that's not what I'm saying. So I, I think they're great ideas, and I'm, I'm gonna do that. All right, we'll talk to you on Monday. Okay. Okay. All right, Thank bye-bye. you. 
The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's The Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Just want to give a quick trigger warning for sexual abuse and suicide because we were talking about Jeffrey Epstein. So Whoopi Goldberg is shutting down the rumor that she's on the list of people that are connected to sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, for those that don't know, they just released a crap ton of documents and people's names are being mentioned throughout these documents, but I've saw I've seen a lot of publications say just because the name is in the document doesn't mean they did anything illegal or wrong or were a part of the nasty things he and just, you know, Ghislaine were a part of. Um, so, I mean, it's very possible, like Naomi Campbell, for example, her name was in the documents, and it's very plausible she knew him and had no idea what he was doing in his, you know, in his other life. Yeah, just because Bill Clinton was on that list doesn't <laughs> mean that there was anything shady going well, on. Well, <laughs> there was something a little extra about Bill in there. Just that, saying. Yeah, just because Prince Andrew was on the list. <laughs> and there was a little something extra in there about Prince. You actually yeah. have to read the document <laughs> to see what was allegedly said about Bill Clinton and what was allegedly said about yeah. Prince Andrew. That was sketch. Was Mike Jackson on that list also? He was, was. on that list. Oh. Yeah, but there were also a lot of fake... <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> but I don't know why his name, like, I, I don't... I haven't read why, like, the because I've been reading the excerpts. Like, yeah, like when the person's name gets mentioned, I read why the Clinton, Prince Andrew one is huh. like... Oh, no. A little deeper on that? Yes, mm. but I, I don't... I didn't. I haven't read the excerpt on Michael Jackson. Yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm good. I don't even know if there is one. Just don't. Yeah, there's no, there's no need to. But there's a lot of fake lists that have been going around. And Whoopi Goldberg was mentioned on a couple of them. And she shut that down real quick. I, I don't know. They said I was on the island. They said, I'm, and I'm like, I don't go anywhere. <laughs> you know, and there's been a lot of stuff recently. I don't know what I've done to anybody, but apparently there are a lot of these these kind of sites, but people don't realize that they can be harmful. So the fake list also named Angelina Jolie, Barack Obama, Beyonce, mm. George Clooney, but it's a fake list. Yeah, it is a fake Those list fake. because the actual names of his acquaintances and associates came out on Wednesday. And I felt for like from a Hollywood standpoint, it was somewhat anticlimactic because like Kristen said, we didn't get a ton of new information. Like a lot of the names that were mentioned were ones that had already been speculated about and they weren't listed as associates. Like, for example, Naomi Campbell, she he went to like her birthday party, but it doesn't necessarily mean that there was anything shady going on. Maybe she just knew him from the high profile circles that he ran in. She actually came out in a YouTube video where she said, what he's done is indefensible. And when I had heard what he had done, it sickened me to my stomach, just like everybody else, because I've had my fair share of sexual predators. And thank God that I had good people around me that protected me from this. Right now, I stand with the victims. They're scarred for life. So other names that were mentioned in the documents were people like Leonardo DiCaprio, Bruce Willis, Naomi Campbell, Cameron Diaz, Kate Blanchett, George Lucas, Kevin Spacey, Michael Jackson. I found Bru- out what it was what she said about Michael Jackson. Um, so, oh. as, huh? Nothing. No, no, no. Wants yeah. to leave the studio. <laughs> <laughs> you need a moment. Just, just like a little kid with his ears, his hands over. No, he was mentioned during a deposition in the lawsuit, though he was not accused of any wrongdoing. So when you read the transcript of this deposition. Um, 
uh, did like you were asked about the famous people. You said you met Michael Jackson. And once again, the witness confirmed she had met the musician and denied once more having ever given him a massage. There are no allegations of any wrongdoing on Jackson's part in the documentary. He just happened to be at this party that the person that did this deposition was at. Okay. Right. Um, it was Aaron Rodgers the other day oh, that dude. called out Jimmy Kimmel, right? Had to, yep. He made a joke on Pat McAfee show. Did you see this? No. So if you don't know who Pat McAfee is, he's got this show on ESPN and he's kind of a lovable meathead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he was a punter in the NFL and he's got this show with a whole bunch of other meatheads on there with him, but they're all very adorable. Um, but Aaron Rodgers was on and I guess Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel have some kind of beef and Aaron Aaron Rodgers mentioned that when this list comes out, I think Jimmy Kimmel's going to be on it. And obviously, Jimmy Kimmel got pissed. Wow. Threatened a lawsuit. Yeah, it's been a thing. Well, it's because his family started getting threatened. Yeah. Because people are like, you know, they're so entrenched in these conspiracy theories that the moment your name is even mentioned, they're like, you are a part of the sex trafficking. And so his family, his kid, like he started getting death threats and he's like, I'm I, I'm going to seek legal action mm. for Aaron Rodgers for even putting my name out there like that because you've caused turmoil for my family. Well, yeah. You can't just throw that around because you don't like some right. Mm-hmm. right. Uh, Prince Andrew, of course, was mentioned. Former Presidents Donald Trump and Bill Clinton were also mentioned. So yeah, a whole bunch of uh, stuff that we pretty much already knew. Uh, for more stories, head to the Burt Show podcast on your favorite listening platform. You're on the Burt Show. Kristen's about to tell you one of the things that she is giving up for January. And before she does that, let me add this. I am taking back one of the things I told you guys I was going to get off of in January. So I'm doing the whole dry January thing which is challenging enough for a guy like me. Um, But I'm also, uh, my doctor has me on this detox because I told you guys a while ago, like my chemical, my mercury levels are through the roof, mostly because I eat salmon nine times a day. (laughs) Um, Through the roof. And I got some chemical things going on in there that I'm trying to detoxify. So it's like a really strict diet, right? For the next 28 days. And I think I start next week. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to push the effectsor, the quitting the effectsor oh. off for another month. It's just mm. too much in January, man. And yeah. I already get cranky during this show in the nine o'clock hour because I'm tired. I'll be a real bitch giving up all that. You know who appreciates this the most? Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that, right? It's just too much. Gotcha. You know, I, I do think that sometimes you can get caught up in your New Year's resolutions because you put so much on your slate that when you fail at one, then it's like dominoes and you're like, ah, oh, I've already messed it. Up, so I don't want to make that mistake. It's it's great to be ambitious, but you don't want to be overly ambitious to the point that you end up screwing yourself. Yeah, and the things that I'm taking off my plate are literally mood changing. Yeah, uh, not drinking, which I'm really feeling great about. But now my diet's going to change, which can also you know make you kind of cranky. And then testing the effects are out this month. Forget it. I'll start doing that in February. All right, sounds All good. Right, so for you, yes, I am going to eliminate something from my life. But before I did that, I wanted to talk to a professional. So, Cassie, <laughs> I need you to grab the mic. You are our EVP of digital marketing. You oversee our social media. You started as our social media director here on The Burt Show, and you have since spread your wings. I know this is, like, part of our job, and there is, like, a professional aspect of it. However, this app... I haven't opened, and I can't remember when, and I just opened it this morning to figure out how to delete it and deactivate it. Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> That's not social media. Um, 
I, I want to I wanna get rid of X, formerly known as Twitter. Oh. Mm. And, you know, I, I don't have like buku followers, but I got like 47,000 followers, which is like, you know, somewhat decent. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, I, I don't check it anymore. Um, I, it, when I do check it, my feed is typically just a bunch of ads. It's not the actual people I follow. And yeah, I was wondering, do I just go ahead and bite the bullet and just get rid of it? Because I spend most of my time, I do spend an inordinate, inordinate amount of time on social media. And honestly, that's just on Instagram. I, I do think that we have a ten. maybe it's just me and you. Uh, I have a tendency to use the excuse that I need social media because of our jobs. But yeah. then I get glued to it and sucked in. That has nothing to do with the job whatsoever. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah. I, do I use it for work? Yes. Do I primarily use it for work? Psh, no. I just love showing you guys how cute my son is. <laughs> Right? All right. So is it a mistake to delete X, formerly known as Twitter? I think it would be a mistake to delete your account. I don't think it's a mistake to delete the app. And so what I mean by this is I would leave your account and all your followers live in case you change your mind down the line or there is a message you want to send out. But I think you the whole point of social media is to engage in a community. And if you're not using it for mm-hmm. that, but you have a community, you're engaging with people on like Instagram. Mm-hmm. Well, that's your spot. I mean, you have Facebook. I'm sure you're not engaging with people on there every day. No, because people are mean. Exactly. <laughs> so like go where you feel good engaging with people. And that way you're still doing stuff for the job. You're still getting joy out of it. So I would say delete it, but I would leave your account account intact. Maybe See, I, I miss- want to deactivate my account because what's the point? Because then, well, here's where also I- me. I not that I, you know, our digital footprint is a little larger than most because of what we do for a living. We record ourselves every single day, tons of videos on YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff. So I feel like I have a little bit of control of what my digital footprint is. So if I'm not, if I'm going to delete the app, I just want to like I don't want it to be there. Here's the thing about. The only reason why I haven't deleted X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, is because to me, if it's like breaking news, that's the place that I go to just for that. Um, but it doesn't have really anything See, to hardly to do at all with interaction anymore. And I, that's where I used to get my breaking news, and I don't anymore. I get it from Instagram. Mm. Well, there you mm. go. Then you don't need it at all. Yeah. I only use X to get information, too, at this point. I don't use it for anything else, just to get see what's going on with the world and to bring that to work. So my thing is, I understand what you're saying. For It's for the account. Like, say down the line, you, you've talked about write, wanting to write a children's book. Or maybe you want to do fundraising for Bird's Big Adventure. You have a platform with built-in followers. Oh. And that can only be well, useful to you down the, the line. to it. <laughs> well, I'm saying you can have the best of both worlds. You can just not use it anymore. You could even throw up a message like, hey, find me on Instagram at Chris Kling. Mm-hmm. And then d- delete the account so you can't access it anymore. But then if down the line you're ever like, oh, I need to go on Twitter for something. You can re-download the app and your stuff is still there. Mm. So you can take yourself out of the loop without erasing yourself. Well, also the algorithm feeds into the things that you interact with. So if you haven't been on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. It's literally been a month. Like I opened it today to figure out how to deactivate my account. Do you feel like you missed anything? No. There you go. Well, but the the algorithm will feed you things that you want to see. Like, for example, if I have a break where I'm just looking at Twitter and I like one fan edit of the new Hunger Games film, now all of a sudden I'm on the Hunger Games side of Twitter and I'm getting all these fun conspiracy theories to look at and like other, like other, um, you know, prequels that may come out. So I think like if you want to do something like write a children's book, maybe find that corner of Twitter and start interacting with it. And maybe that's how you'll fall down the rabbit hole of finding that community where it's actually going to be a value to you. 
Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I think it's an unhealthy platform. I think that a lot of people like to provoke others mm-hmm. on it, you know, just for the sake of provoking. In our case, it can be used sort of against us for passive aggressiveness or, you know, it's just it's just another place where you have to kind of protect yourself. Which is why I haven't posted anything since November 28th. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let it go. You don't need it. Let delete, it delete, 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 delete. Well, I'm... No, I mean, I never check it. So to read, deleting, that doesn't, I don't feel like I accomplished anything. It's the deactivating that I would feel like I accomplished something. Mm. Like literally just getting rid of it. Poof, I'm gone. Mm. Poof. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Bird Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.